All right, we're recording. Counting us down. Three, two. You're listening to Missing Out with Lex Michael and Tari J. Let's start the show. Hey, welcome back to Missing Out. I'm Tari J. I am Lex Michael. And if this is your first time listening, what we do here is we introduce each other to different media, whether it be movies, music, television, spoken word, books, experiences, things that have built us up as people, and we hope that in sharing it, it builds you up. We are the retrospective that is... Oh, oh it's me. Int- introspective. Heck yeah. I remembered. Dang. I remember it's been, it's been a minute since we, since we did this. It's I, true. I was worried when you pointed to me. I was like, fuck, fuck do I know this? Did I forget? It's a it was a quiz and you passed. Ah, it's so you nice. nice. The quiz. That's nice. I love oh when boy. that happens. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, so today, guys, I brought in a sweet, sweet J well, I guess technically it's Kawaii Metal album. It's Baby Metal, uh, their self-titled album that came out in 2014. Uh, I made Lex listen to this because I love it, and I realized that I can it's I can make him listen to things that are like the audio version of anime. Um, oh yeah, you, you you realize that too, huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I also felt like this is a good chance to like tr- throw some education on him. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pitch this thing. Okay. All right. Hey, do you love J-pop? Do you like metal? Do you find yourself curious about their marriage? Do you love epic music videos? You're going to love Baby Metal. It is a revolutionary marriage of two different genres to create a sound that you've never heard before. Baby metal. So Lex, what was your first impression of this album? Huh. Okay. That was that was it. It was um I mean look, I will not pretend to understand any of this in the slightest. I will say uh, I found myself enjoying it enough through my utter bewilderment okay it's it's hard for me to say to, to come down firmly on the side of i definitely enjoyed it not because i didn't but more because i'm so bewildered by what i heard okay what was bewildering about it i mean you've heard it i have yes <laughs> i mean but that so like assuming that the people at home haven't uh what is it that you found bewildering? Uh, honestly, much of what I find bewildering about anime, and I can't necessarily put into words, but I think you you hit it right on the head when you said it really does sound a bit like the audio equivalent of, of that, which I'm consistently bewildered by. Is it that uh, you are so westernized that you can't wrap your brain around Eastern things. Like if it's not in English, you're like, I can't do it at all. What's with all these people in their other languages speak American baby metal? No, do you know what it is? Uh, I think because it's not necessarily that I, okay, I'll, I'll put it this way. Right. Like I'm a huge fan of movies that come out of Japan. Right. But, um, but there's a whole 
mass swath of Japanese popular culture where because I don't quite know what my in is, I I can't even get a sense of how like how seriously am I supposed to be taking this? How seriously are they taking this? Is this all like it's it's you know, the music is very I, I think based on my limited understanding of what the intention is, just based on listening to it, uh, it seems like it's pretty well put together regardless but i can't tell if they're joking or not i guess is the best way for me to put it but i guess why would there be like i guess the question is why would they be joking is it because it's because of the 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 i guess contradictory nature of the genres that you think it would be I, farcical I, not even farcical but more it it i can't tell how much of a novelty record it is uh as intended got it does that make sense okay sure and not and that's not to knock it at all it's just i have no frame of reference for this style and i have no frame i have well an extremely limited frame of reference for uh like like i said like that's this sort of swath of japanese culture uh in particular so i just i don't i don't quite know what to make of it other than I was entertained. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I can't, I cannot sit here and say it did not do anything for me. Yeah. I just don't fully understand what it, what it was doing. <laughs> okay. Um, let me give you and the audience at home a little background about this album before we jump super far into it. Um, so this was a, uh, the brainchild of Koba metal. He's a producer in Japan, uh, and he really wanted to find a way to combine the like the J-pop idol genre with metal, which he's already very passionate about. And so he had found uh, Suzuka Nakamoto, who was part of a different J-pop band, really loved her vocals, the way that she moved and the way that she uh, presented herself on stage and was like, yo. I'm going to do this new venture. I want you to be a part of it. And then later found um, Yui Mizuno and Mo Kikuchi, who are the kind of like second in commands. He, he describes them as like angels dancing around her. Okay. Um, because they were really good at kind of the choreography and emphasizing her moves and all that stuff. Um, and they do a lot of the backup vocals. Uh, and so basically uh, started putting together um individual uh, singles and from there they would perform them at, at different like festivals conventions and then they built up from that point um if you are unfamiliar with the way that the j-pop kind of industry works and i am um it's very idol centric so essentially they create these bands that um are made specifically to cater towards the like young male uh, otaku dem demographic. They're usually very uh, large numbers of people. Like I think the current largest one, uh, I forget their, I forget their name. It's something 43, but technically they have about 300 members. Um, but like the idea um, is that, and it kind of like spills over to K-pop a little bit and that like the, they have someone uh, so that people from all like demographics can find their person that they're super into and, and will like 
idolize them and love them or whatever and like try to like basically become their devotee okay and so it's a numbers game sounds it's like, healthy yeah um well i mean that's the the origin of it is that they were like yo we gotta we gotta get some numbers in here we gotta get people to, to really like idolize these people and they're gonna buy all their music because they love them right um and then it had to get be tapered back a little bit because of stocking and stuff like that um i would imagine but that's that's kind of like that industry but baby metal uh is kind of as as alternative uh to the both of those genres they are also an alternative to that kind of schema okay. in that like um uh sue metal or suzuka uh she aged out of her previous uh uh her she aged out of her previous group they a lot of the groups are kind of like uh like minuto minuto the Ricky um, Martin group? Yes. Where like they, the band stays, the band name stays, but like people will age out of the group and they'll just be replaced by people around the same age. Right. It's like um, Logan's run where they turn 30 and they're killed. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, except it's just their careers, baby. They're thrown on the streets and have no other abilities. Like oh. R- Ricky Martin is the protagonist in this Logan's run scenario. That's why he's still around doing things. But how many other members of Menudo can you name off the top of your head? It's because they uh, turned 30 and were killed. Right. Um, so yeah. So uh, being part of this collaboration, once, once uh, Suzuka aged out of her, her group, um, she decided to become part of baby metal full time and there is no like aging out. They just are able to do their own thing, okay. which is, uh, uh, not unprecedented, but it's rare. Okay. Um, but also, um, they, in a, like, so the songs are written by, um, by Koba metal, but also, uh, Sue metal and Yui metal both also, will help write lyrics as well. Um, and so then they, once they released their first few singles, they basically made a 13, uh, 13 track album, uh, released it under a Japanese record label, and then later brought it over to America and, and released under an American label from there. Um, and so when they first started out, they got a lot of traction because of, I don't know if you've heard of the fine brothers. Yes. Um, and they do their dumb react videos. I have opinions. Um, <laughs> but it, they were like, Ooh, look at these girls doing metal. What do you guys think about that? Kids and old people. And it like went viral and they were like, Oh shit, look at these girls doing metal. Ooh, what a no novel. And it was like, nah, brah, this good, this good metal, this, this yummy, yummy metal. Ooh, boy. Do you, do you even know who's helping working on these guitars? Do you even know? Bro. So, so your, your general beef with it is that it was, uh, almost not ridiculed necessarily, but treated as a joke more than taken seriously at all as music. Right. Well, I mean, but that's what all the react videos are. They're like, look at this thing. Well, what are you, what are you guys? Oh, it's so silly. Right, guys. And then old people would be like, I'm old and I don't understand this thing. And then kids will be like, I have no point of reference because I'm young. All kids are from Liverpool. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I uh, speaking of uh, so Sam Totman and Herman Lee. Uh, are both members of Dragon Force. Oh. And they have been they had been helping with uh the or I guess contributing to the guitars uh since 
2013, uh, basically leading up to the release of their first album. Okay. So if you're like, yo, these guitars, all this, all this shit, all this metal stuff, so good. That's part of why. Because um, if you're unfamiliar with Dragon Force, they are uh, renowned, like, I would call them, like, fantasy metal. Um, I guess that's probably a decent way to describe it. Yeah. Um, if you've played, I think they were on Guitar Hero or Rock Band, one of those two. But they did um, the one of the fastest guitar solos. They play very fast. Yes, very much so. I've, uh, I've seen them play live and it's wild. Have you? Ooh. Like how fast their fingers are moving on the guitars and then also midway through a a lick, they'll just be like, and like toss their guitar up and catch it and shit and keep going. Bonkers. Oh, yeah. Um, So I feel like this is, it's, it was a big collaboration and like a a passion project of a dude who was like, yo, I like these two things and I think they could go well together. And I think that like the, the juxtaposition between the light air like light pop vocals and the dark metal music behind it really creates a unique sound and i really enjoy it it definitely a unique sound i would agree with that yeah um there are no spoilers in this thing it's really i I wouldn't know how to do it uh but this is usually about where we throw down the spoiler wall so uh i'm gonna do that by telling you guys we miss you. It's true. Uh, it's been a it's been a long while, and we're we're getting all refreshed. Uh, Lex is is has has a whole new outfit. He has a mohawk now. He's like, look, I took my time off, and now, bro, I'm I'm a new Lex. That's exactly how I sound now. It's true. Yep. Uh, and I uh, I bought a new shirt. I got I bought a new shirt, and I got a sticker. Oh boy, so refreshed. <laughs> um. But also, we hope that you're refreshed. I know that it's about time for school to start, and it's about time for like a new fall, the years winding down, uh, and we're going to keep bringing this good content to you, so make sure that you like and subscribe, as the kids say on the internet. Um, but yeah, subscribe. You know where to find us on uh, iTunes, Google Play Store, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, all these places. Let us know what you think. And we will continue to bring this yummy, yummy content. All right. That's the spoiler wall. There is no spoiling. Um, but I think from this point, I really want to kind of go through some of the themes of the album, um, talk about other stuff that I really like about it. Um, and yeah. And then have you talk about things that you uh, just, I guess, keep educating you on some yummy stuff bro yeah what's going to be great about this conversation is it's mostly going to be you telling me things because my i feel like i've already given you most of my reactions to it it's oh okay i think i enjoyed this a, a fair amount and i i just feel so bewildered and lost at the same time so you're gonna educate me on some things and then i will uh, ask questions about the things uh, which you are educating me about okay um did you just listen to it one time through or okay and i watched that you sent me one of the music videos which i watched which watching that music video uh helped certain things click into place for me a little bit yeah just in terms of intention yes i really think that like for me the thing that really sold me on baby metal to begin with were the uh music videos that they had released the first one being um uh, Ijime Dame Hizetai, 
which is a cool anti-bullying song. Um, but uh, the the main one that really like drew me in and, and like sparked my interest was Megatsune, which um, the aesthetic for the music video is very red and crimson. Uh, and they have these like cool fox masks. It's a it's a song that's kind of based on folklore about these foxes who could like change their shape to to basically trick people into doing things. Okay. Um and so that's what a Megatsune is like a female fox or like a vixen. Um and but also the like under subtext that uh Sue Metal will tell you in interviews is that it's about women who who like feel they have to hide behind like they who wear makeup and and feel like they are disguised because they aren't able to be their true selves. Okay. Um so it's about like your own image of yourself. Um are you are you a are you a Megatsune? Are you in disguise? Are you a, a female fox just just trying to trick people? I mean I feel like I would definitely feel safer with with some sort of facial covering to obscure my true form. <laughs> well get yourself a Kitsune mask. It is sort of though, right? Like that's it's like, um, well, it's like mask work in theater, right? It's like uh, as soon as you put a mask on your face, it's like it becomes so much easier to free yourself up, right? You, it's, it makes it so much easier to sort of step into another identity when your actual physical form is obscured. Yeah. Um, so I'm following. See, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, no, you got it. It's great. I'm an expert now. Oh heck yeah. Um. So yeah. So I mean, that's the the general aesthetic of that song and that's when I that's why I sent it to you is because I, I felt like it would really put into context what this band is all about there's another one uh, the first one uh, as I mentioned Dame uh, Zetai which I think is one of my I think story wise it's my favorite okay because it, it basically they're doing all their stuff in like a, a guitar graveyard and there's a dude who's who's trying to make his way uh, like to the top of a hill he starts running away and runs into them through the because like he starts praying at the altar of a burning guitar it's really cool all right um but yeah i think that like the 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 artistry in the video making in addition to this passion project i think really is what sells it and that like the it is it it feels like someone is putting a lot of care and thought into this project yes um when i watched the video like i said certain things clicked into place for me a little bit more fully not so fully that i feel i could explain it to anybody but i felt i i had a moment of uh okay i i see good but uh, but still like th- th- that but just sort of uh, surrounded by a ton of I, i'm still confused <laughs> i mean are you it, all right. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess there is also a lot of like additional context because the whole album is in Japanese. There are a few uh, like English phrases that are used, but for the most part, it's all Japanese. You kind of have to go and look for the lyrics to to really contextualize everything. Um, so mostly it's just like you're if if you're just listening to it one time through, you're just there for the. The, like sound of it right the the the, the sort of audio aesthetic right the fucking big sonic experience right yeah. um and then but i think that something i really like about it is that 
once you are past that piece, it's also just a really wholesome experience. Like if you start diving into the lyrics and like what they're about, like it, there are a bunch of puns there. Some of the stuff, it, it, it really is made to kind of address a lot of the things that like teens, which is the age of the, the main girls. Like I think when they started, um, Sue was 16 uh, and then let's see. And then I think you and Moa were like 12 and 14, okay. like all very young. Yeah. And so, so it really talks about the things that they go through and the things that they experience. So like a uh, headbanger um, is just about uh, one of their first concerts. The first time they ever went to a metal concert and it changed their lives. Okay. So like one of the lyrics is, um, their special night of 15, all the crybabies disappear from here. It's like, because when you start moshing, it's like, no, you got to you gotta be in. Right. Um, all the crybabies disappear. That, none of that attracts. Heck yeah. Yep. Um, and then like, uh, uh, Uki Midnight is basically just about a slumber party. It's okay. about like, stay, like staying up till midnight and like turning out the lights and talking about stuff. Um, and so it's, it's stuff that you, it's metal that you could listen to ostensibly, ostensibly with your kids. Yes. I use that word, right? You, you use the, you use the word correctly. I feel like the, it wasn't the correct syntax. Word. It was, uh, you don't like my syntax. I feel like you added letters to the word. Ostensibly. Obst, uh, ostensibly. There we go. Ostensibly. Ostensibly. Although you can add a B and sell it at a markup. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but it's something that you can definitely like listen to with your kids. Yes. Um, and I think that like as if, as they dive into it also, like they will get some, especially I think that as a, a young Japanese kid, this really like strikes very close to the heart. Like there's a, there's a, um, their initial single, uh, I keep bringing it up because I like it mm-hmm. a lot, mm-hmm. but it's Ijime uh, Dame Zetai, which basically means um, bullying uh, never, um, or bullying no never, um, which is essentially about the how not just being bullied makes you feel, but also people's indifference towards it. Mm-hmm. Like there's a line where it's like, those who hurt me were not only someone else, i.e. the bully, um, but also those who pretend not to notice. It was my friend. Um, and I'm like, oh, I get hurts. it. Yeah, it does. That's painful. Um, and it's, 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 if on, a, on, an, on an initial viewing, you're just like, yeah, listen to them licks. But then you like really start to dive into the heart of it. And there's a lot it's, of. Oh, fuck, it's my life. Yeah, dude. Like there's a lot of layers to it. Like there's I, another I, one. I too hate bullying and enjoy slumber parties. <laughs> As you should. Slumber parties are dope. Um, so like Akatsuki, which is kind of in the same vein, it like feels like a traditional love song. It, uh, I would say that like Akatsuki and Rondo of Nightmare, those both have the same, like more of a traditional feel, I would say, than the rest of it, which really dives into the juxtaposition. Um, Akatsuki being the one that is mostly just piano and vocals um i don't know if you remember that one but Mm -hmm. like it's basically just this this love song and the 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 metaphor in it is this idea of two damaged blades um slashing against one another because that's 
uh, and it's a specific type of blade. Um, I forget the the name of it, but um, they're very they're very uh, fragile, so they're they're prone to chip. Okay. And so it's this idea of like these two hearts battling in order to um, and and they're essentially destroying each other as they are fighting. Ooh, I like that. It's really good. Um, and so like all the lyrics, I feel like have. A, a really fun little deeper layer to them. And some of them are just cute. Like um, my favorite song on the whole album or one of my favorite songs, but the, the one that like gets me going. Okay. Um, is baby metal death. It's the opening song that has like the really airy feel to it. Mm. Um, and then it just kind of takes off with the guitars. Yeah. Um, and the lyrics are, are just like death, 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 baby metal death. Uh, and then they introduce themselves like this is it's basically the song that like they open every concert with because it's like this is who we are and like the spotlight comes down and it's when when Yui comes out she's like Yui metal death um, and and when Sue comes out it's like Sue metal death and then Moe comes out and it's Moe metal death um, but it's also a really cute pun um, because death it's death um, in in Japanese like the the kanji for it um, the way that they use it is indistinguishable from des, which is like the the verb for to be. Okay. So when they're when she's like Sue metal death, it's also like I'm Sue metal. Got it. It's really cute. All right, and you you do like puns. I love puns. You're a you're a big uh, pun patron. Oh boy, I buy them every day. Mm-hmm. Boo, sold the farm to buy me some puns, baby. My wife was mad and she left me, but I'm swimming in puns. Oh boy. I'm feeling fear. Yep. Um, it's definitely some anxiety creeping in now. Oh. Yeah. Um, but speaking of death. Yes. Um, there's also a song which is, uh, it's technically called, it has, I've, it's translated a bunch of different ways. In the, um, on Spotify, for example, it just says song four, which always annoyed me because it was not track four. Um, okay. but it's, but the, it's for no Uta, which is like song of four. And this one is also a really fun pun okay. song. Um, it's because, so you have to understand that when you're, when you're counting in Japanese, it's each ni san, and then four is either she or yon. Okay. Um, and so she is also, um, the word for death. Um, and so like, and it's based on the original Chinese kanji. Um, and so that's the same. Th- so like the same thing is for seven, which is shichi or nana, two different, uh, ways of using it. Does one of those mean death? No. Um, but the song song four is about, uh, how, you know, it's a, it's basically against the superstition. Sometimes you in J- Japan, you won't see, um, you won't see like stuff with four because it's unlucky number in the same way that we have 13. Okay. And so, but in this song, it's like four is not death. It's all these other things. And so they keep using it They're because it, it, uh, they're, they're basically using both she and yon, um, for different words. So it's like, um, four is fun. And it's like, she, yon, it's, it's cute. Okay. Um, yeah. 
So they're using um, she and yon as part of other words to be like, it's these other things. Ha ha, not bad. Okay. Um, it's, it's cute. It's really cute. It's super wholesome. It sounds super wholesome. It definitely sounds more wholesome than you would think it is upon a first listen. Right. Um, and, but, and that's what I like about it is that like, it's, it's positive messages, baby, or it's just like inane stuff. Um, but also it bangs, it bangs so good. You, you know, baby, she moves, she moves, you know, she's something, 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 and she's something, something greatest Uh, girl in history. Stings like a bee. Stings like a bee, which is the word I added. To ostensibly. There you go. Dang. Oh, pull, pulled it. Pulled circle. it off. I did it. Look I at, did look, it. Look at that marriage of elements. <laughs> it's so good and so wholesome. Heck yeah. Um, so, I mean, those those are a lot of my thoughts about the songs. Um, I mean, do you, do you still find yourself confused? Did I answer all your questions? Uh, actually, most of them. Oh, interesting. I feel, well, I just didn't, I had no context for it at all. Yeah. Uh, now, having some context for it, I get it's, it. there's uh, there's a very novel aspect to it without it being an outright novelty act. Right. From the sound of it. Although, also, f- based on what you've described, it sounds like half the musical acts that come out of scenes like this are novelty acts by design to one degree or another i mean yeah there's a it's a it's a big old idol factory they're just like throw they throw a kid in a machine they pop out as part of an idol group that they either age out or the group goes away there's a lot like the the politics of um j-pop idols is icky um it's gotten better over the course of the last like three decades but it has been kind of a, a sh- crapshoot for the people who are participating in it. Like everyone, all the like record companies make a bunch of money, but they enforce a lot of really shitty rules upon the people participating. Like which what? Is, uh, so like things like uh, there's a, a view of um, idols that they're supposed to be pure so that like, the otaku who love them can ma- uh, fantasize about them. Uh-huh. Sorry, that was, a, that was a slip. Um, can fantasize about them, and so you know they they make it so they are contractually obligated to never have a boyfriend, and they will like go so far as to try to keep you contained in one location, or they won't tell you what your schedule is, so you can't make dates. Um, and so like sometimes idols will like sometimes idols will get a secret boyfriend and they'll get found out and then they'll like lose everything or they'll get sued by the record company. Wow. Um, yeah, it's rough. Yeah. That's no good. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like baby metal has these pieces attached to them. Right. Like they're kind of allowed to be a little more, a bit more edgy and like, it doesn't feel like they are being, um, sexualized, which is nice. I didn't get any super creepy pervy vibes from that music video, so that's a plus. Yes. Um, so it, it feels it feels more ethical listening to their music. Uh, that's fair, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are a lot of like really, I mean, 
there is a, a big like Japanese metal scene, like Durin Gray is a really good example, or um, there's a prog rock band called Nightmare that is also very good and like outside of the realm, but they're all like male leaded things. And so like they don't really fall under the same realm or restrictions as the like J pop idols do. So, so wait, so are most of the J pop idols female? I mean, mostly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know nothing about this world. No, that's what, that's, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Okay, that tracks, and that makes it even grosser. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, back in the 70s, like if uh, uh, some of their some of their groups would peter out, but they'd still be under contract, so they were essentially like uh, loaned out as escorts or prostitutes. That's fucked up. Yeah. It was, it's a, it's a, it was a bad, it was bad times. I mean, they've gotten a lot better over the course of the last three three decades i but... hope so man jeez oh yeah 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 yeah. It that's was, that's it was bad rough times. that's a bad thing that you're telling me about i'm sorry this is not good news i'm giving you the the like the the worst case scenario so you know how far we've come you know <sighs> hey boy you're telling me bad things making me feel bad about the world i mean the world's a bad place hey boy <laughs> hey boy you feel bad about the world? I've done my job. Oh, look, I'm flying away. Oh, I'll see you guys later. Bye. Look, there he goes to make someone else feel sad. Wait, you're laughing. I know. I came back because you were laughing. I thought I didn't. I didn't want to. My work's not done here. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's horrible. I mean, yes, it's rough, but. Things have gotten better. I I hope so. I mean, not like a crazy amount better. Like, you know, business practices in Japan have always been kind of rough. Like, don't even get me started on how they treat animators in in Japan. Like, most of them uh, have, like, died very young um, because of the amount of stress that they are put under. Oh. Um, This episode is about shady Japanese business practices. So you do you want to feel unethical by supporting uh, their music and their artwork? Here we go. So in Japan, yeah. um, artists, especially like in between artists, are paid per page um, and a very little per page. Okay. And given very short deadlines. And so they... Most of the time when working on a project will be sleeping in the building. They won't see their families for months on end. Um, and the stress will usually cause them to have like heart attacks or some of them just die suddenly, you know, but from stress. But how, how can they possibly be expected to turn out the best quality work under those conditions? Um, because they have to, or, <laughs> they'll never see their family again i mean or they they can't work anymore and will probably die anyway but i i don't mean from the perspective of the employees i mean from the perspective of the employers how how can you expect your employees to to, or i guess it's that simple i guess you already really did answer that question (laughs) it's just well we expect you to do it because you don't have a choice right they demand it and they don't meet uh they don't meet snuff that's not very nice. It's not nice. Um, 
but that's that's how it is right now. You know, I think I feel like I had heard that, you know, there might be some unions cropping up, but I don't think that that's I don't think it's there yet. I don't think they're there yet. It's not a lot of rights for uh for animators. It's it's rough. It's a rough it's rough. That is no good. <laughs> I uh, I'm telling you what, I'm not going to go become an animator in Japan after all. Oh yeah, well you were telling me yesterday about your your one big dream and it was that. And you were like, You're... "Uh," and I was like, "What?" and you didn't tell me. And now I'm, I'm yeah, glad you I was like, you know. I'll save it for my, on mic. Yeah. Um I mean, I didn't want to crush your dreams. You you really you were like, "You know what? I really want to dive into this anime thing and I feel like the one thing that's holding me back is not being an animator." And so I got to I got to really become a part of that world. And I just kept pulling my collar going, <laughs> um, and then I kept sending you links to, to make your will. And you were like, you wouldn't respond to them. You were like, this is weird. I kept being <laughs> yeah, like, don't just wait till we record. I, just wait. I'm, I don't feel comfortable at all. And, <laughs> and now I understand. <laughs> I was, you saw me laughing and you were like, my work is not done here. <laughs> I mean, here, if it makes you feel any better, and it won't, it won't. Um, it's almost nearly impossible to be, to do anything good and ethical these days. Everything you do probably has some uh, darker consequence that you don't even realize. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, it, well, it, it's not possible as a consumer, right? Like as, as a producer, as an employer, it's totally possible to do things ethically, People just don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. But as a consumer, yeah, unfortunately, uh, quite bleakly, you are correct. It is almost impossible to engage in any any offshoot of capitalism anywhere and not be feeding into something that's pretty horrible. Yeah. So, you know, uh, that is my daily dose of sad truth. Um, like you, I gave like you the you, wholesomeness of baby, and I gave you the darkness of death. Like you think you're saving the world by not eating meat products? Well, wait till you hear about industrialized farming. Ooh. Ooh. Yep. Guess what? Ooh. Guess what? You're still feeding into something bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and that that see, we did it. We managed to. We saw you on. laughing. We, and we said our work's not done here. <laughs> We stayed on theme. We got we, we, we did some baby stuff, uh, like slumber parties. We got real metal um, with our our <laughs> stuff. And now we got to talk about death. How do you feel about death, uh, uh, Lex Michael? I I'm trying to to find peace in it. I don't know. I in the concept in the in the by which I mean, I'm trying not to allow it to be an existentially horrifying thing every second of every day. Oh, okay. I mean. If you really think about it, I mean, the moment you die, you won't even realize it. You'll just right. Like it's it's disappear. Right. It, it's not even the okay. We're talking about this now. It's it's not even the being dead that I find scary because at that point you're you're dead, right? Like you right. say, like you don't really you don't have awareness in the way that we understand awareness. It's more the the transition from one state of being to the other. Mm. Okay. And and the not knowing what's on the other side of that transition. Mm, got it. That's freaky okay. as shit. And that's what terrifies everybody, right? Like it's not really being dead. You can't can't really be scared of being dead because nobody actually 
nobody who's experienced that knows what it's like is in a position to tell us. Right. So it's really the it's dying that scares the shit out of people. I get that. Which is legit because there's a lot of ways to die that are so much more horrible than I would imagine being dead is. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole show, which I think it's called like A Thousand Ways to Die. And it just like features a bunch of different deaths that people have experienced. Um, I mean, I've uh, gone so far as to poison your water. So you'll know what it's like soon enough. Hey, guys, you've you're you're listening to the final moments of Lex Michael. Tell tell us how it is. Tell us how dying is. Honestly, I'm kind of cool with it. Uh, if you had done this before Endgame came out, I would have been pissed. Yeah. Now I'd be like, look, I do kind of want to see the the fuck the Rise of Skywalker, but I have a feeling the discourse around that movie is going to be exhausting, whether it's good <laughs> or bad. Right. So I can miss it. Okay. I'm all right. I mean, I kept trying then, but every time some crazy mishap would come around and and knock out the. The drink that you had in your hand. It's like a reverse final destination. It's like death knew it wasn't my time and yeah. you kept trying to kill me. So death had to keep intervening. And death hates that shit. Death right. hates having to stop somebody from dying. Of course. Um, but that's, yeah, that's actually what happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, good good on you, death. Played by Tony Todd. Yeah. There was a heavy implication that he was death. In the final. In the final fantasy. Yeah. yeah, final destination. Not final fantasy because that's different. Yes. Uh, but could could stand to have more Tony Todd. That's true. Um, I'd I'd play it if he was like, "Yo, I'm Barrett now. I'm I'm I got a gun arm. Look at me. I'm Tony Todd. <laughs> Look at my gun arm. Final Fan Tony. <laughs> and every everybody's both like." confused and frightened but also really excited to be working with tony todd but nobody wants to give him notes because they're intimidated because he may kill them yeah yeah oh man no he never he's a sweetie he's a sweetie pants seems like a really nice guy but he's also Candyman. yeah well not anymore now Candyman is the guy who played uh black manta oh that's right yeah all right yeah good for him very much good for him. I like to see him in things. He was in. You don't watch Black Mirror. I I've seen. I'm not. I haven't seen every single episode, but I've, right. I've seen a lot of it. I haven't he, seen the most recent stuff. Okay. He was in Sniping Vipers. It was good. It was him and uh, Anthony Mackie, and they were doing stuff. I love they when they do stuff. Doing stuff. Listen, 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 listen. I'm Tony Todd, and I'm telling you. I endorse him as Candyman. Cool. Yeah. Great. Oh my gosh. Tony Todd walked in here, got on mic, and endorsed him as Candyman, and then walked out. It was so cool. I was, I was here. I saw it. Thanks, Tony Todd. Yep. Yeah. So this was what you tune in for is the surprise celebrity drop-ins. That's why I'm here. Yep. I'm just, I, I, I keep... Looking at the door, being like, who's it going to be this week? Right, and it's usually nobody. Um, yes, usually. Uh, but I, I always maintain hope, because hope is what keeps me going. That and slumber parties. Oh, oh boy. Slumber parties and chocolate. Speaking of chocolate, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, a lot of people's first introduction to baby metal was their song, Gimme Chocolate. Um, which is also 
a banger. Okay. Um, but also something I uh, really like about it is it, as I said, their music likes to address things that, you know, young women are, are interested in or concerned about. And so like on its face, Gimme Chocolate is basically just like, yo, I love chocolate. But like once you dive in, like the lyrics are basically like, um, I love chocolate, but I'm worried about my weight. Um, but I love chocolate. It's like this, this idea of uh, having to balance your own self-image with the things that you love. Okay. Um, which, again, surprisingly deep. Surprisingly mm-hmm. interesting. Um, not surprising. I love it, and it's great, and I expect <laughs> it. But, like, on a cursory listen, you're just like, oh, yeah, I get it. You know, give me that chocolate, that chocolate. Yum, yum, give me now. Give me chocolate, 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 chocolate. But it's, 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 there's more to it, baby. It's, it's relatable on the surface, and then even more relatable when you dig deep. Heckin' yes. See, I, I get it. I'm, I'm following. I'm, I'm picking up what you're, what you, what you put down over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it down. Put, put it down now so the next person can pick it up. All right, right, right. Oh, man, he did it. it down some he production, put it down. Some production value for you. Heck yeah. Wow. Look look at us bringing back that Foley. How, how expensive the show is. You can, you can <laughs> hear it. Ready? That's, oh, that's a oh. $10,000 sound right there. Dang, man. Uh, okay, I've reacted enough. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done reacting to your, your shenanigans. Um, Lex. I need. Uh, do you have more thoughts about this album? Uh, nope. <laughs> um, no, like I most of most of what I'm able to respond to is this stuff you've been telling me, just giving me uh, all of this additional context. Because, like I said, listening to the album, I. I I, I was like, okay, I I'm I am enjoying listening to this, but I can make neither heads nor tails of the thing. Right. And so now I feel like I can make at least heads, if not tails, of the thing. Um, well, everyone knows that tails dies all the time. So, I mean, it's hard to make tails. Tails like, like Sonic? Yeah. Tails, does he die all the time? He does all the time. Because he follows you around in Sonic 2, I think it was. Oh, that's right. And, and like then, he can just fall off shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that's right. He's bad at He's yeah. bad at existing. And like he can fly too. How's that, how's that happen? I mean, I think once we start getting into the physics of him flying and the fact that his tails rotate like that and they keep him aloft, it just gets messy. I just don't, don't think about it. That's, that's the big, that's the big takeaway. Don't think about it. All right. Well, I'm trying not to. Are you thinking Uh, about it? It's like when you tell somebody not to picture a purple elephant. Okay. Yeah. You you mean the one that's in this room? Yeah. Don't picture it. Don't picture it. Yeah. If you pictured a purple elephant, uh, then I ask that you subscribe. No. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, like I, I feel like I don't necessarily have all that much more to say about the album itself, but I do feel I feel genuinely enlightened because I had no frame of reference for anything even remotely connected to this yeah. uh, before this discussion. So I guess the big question is, now that you have all this context and information, They've released two. They've released a second album, and I think they're about to release or just released their third album. So, do you think that you will seek out more? 
Here's what I think is most likely to happen. What I think is most likely to happen is with the knowledge that I have now that I lacked previously, I may go back to the album you had me listen to for this show, go through it again with this new information and also kind of like, you know, find solid translation of the lyrics. Yeah. Have a fuller experience with this one and then see how I feel on the other side of that. Okay, cool. Um, I also recommend if you if you run or if you do any kind of exercise. Oh, I feel like this would be good running music. Oh, it's amazing running music, yeah. especially like um, Ine, uh, which is, I think, my favorite working out jam. Okay. Um, because it uh, already has the like fun party aesthetic to it, right? But then in the middle, they, dr- they have like a, a drop and they drop in a beat, right? And they're like, yo, yo, yo. Yo, these are the lyrics. Um, and they're like, yo, take off your glasses. Yo, we put up the, put up the kitsune. Yo, it's not a ki- it's not it's not a devil horn. It's a kitsune. Yo, yo. And then they drop that amazing guitar solo. Um, I think that that's the best like pump up when you're about to start sprinting. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Get you some ine, and then they start that 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 sweet sweet guitar solo, and you're like, yes, I can do anything. I can do it. I can do it. Now I'm going to give this a spin the next time I I go running. Listen to me, give it a spin. Like like it's the 50s and I'm <laughs> lugging a big uh record player on my back while I run. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have a solid state drive in whatever you're using. That's true. It's then it, yeah. All right. Fair. Fair. So there you go. Fair enough. Hey. There you go. Um yes, I would ima- I would I would recommend it. Uh that I think is how I got most of my listens for this album is is during my workouts. Um, from top to bottom, bangers keep you going all day. How long? All day. <laughs> you know, like you you can you like I like to stretch to baby metal death because it starts all slow, right? And then I like to just start going once Megan is starts. Oh boy, I, I get it going. I'm going to, next time I listen to this, I'm going to be picturing you just running around yelling, like, Rah! while this plays into your Oh, ears. yeah. Um, I also scream to it in the car. I That's believe a, that. It's good driving music, too. You know, once those, once those drums start kicking in and they're like, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to get in an accident because I'm going hunted. I hunted, baby. Yeah, it's like you see, you see a, a veritable fleet of police cars chasing you with their sirens going and the lights really fast, and you're just like, yeah! <laughs> uh, and they they like finally get me to pull over, and they go, oh, is that baby metal? And I'm like, damn right it is, officer. And they all go, yeah. <laughs> and they hit a button on their cars, and like suddenly all their cars are blasting it. Their cars are like transformers and shit and they turn into fucking robots and whatnot. Right, right, right. And then like, uh, there's one car that just has a a guy who's on, on bungee cords with a double guitar and he's like, and as he's playing flames are shooting up behind him. Uh, yep, exactly. That's how it works. And if you want that to happen to you, check out the album. (laughs) Um, uh, yes. Disclaimer. We missing out is not responsible for any altercations with the police officers or the authorities. If you go beyond the speed limit listening to missing out uh, or its affiliated topics like baby metal, 
baby metal is not responsible for your injury or your law issues. But if you are going to try to sue someone, sue them. Yes. Or don't don't sue anyone, guys. Don't, look, don't sue anyone. There's no reason to get litigious. But if you are going to sue somebody, I just don't want it to be me. Um, all right, you heard him, guys. Sue Lex. No, that's the opposite of what but I said. But what if I edit it and post and it's like, if you're going to sue anybody, sue me. I bet that'd be mean. <laughs> that would, that would uh, constitute a betrayal on your part, I feel. Maybe. But you'd never know. I wouldn't, because <laughs> I don't listen to the show a lot. <laughs> yep, every every show I just uh, edit together. I like Frankenstein lines that Lex never said. <laughs> I'm the biggest idiot ever. <laughs> see, I just gave you one for free. Thank you. That's going to be my or, new ringtone. But see, in fact, I didn't, because Tari cut that together from previous shows. Yep. Uh most of what Lex has been uh, off this show for many for like a year, and I've just I've taken the first year's content and just sewn it all together into uh, what seems like a very effective uh, Lex bot. It it turns out I'm really not that creative. I'm just a sort of rotating collection of phrases, right? Um, which I've been able to even that line itself was created from previous <laughs> content. Everything Lex says uh, is all previous content, Frankenstein's together, um, just so I can feel like I'm talking to someone else. I'm so lonely. <laughs> I'm lonely, guys. Help me. I'm trapped, in the, I'm trapped in this room, and I can only make content. <laughs> all right, I'm going to wrap this up. Yikes. Um... So I feel like we got a, a pretty good sense. I hope, uh, Lex, that you do find your way back to this album. I, mean, I did genuinely learn some things that I do feel will legitimately add to my enjoyment. I'm glad. I hope that you guys, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the album, um, do so. It's all over the internet. You can find it on um, Apple. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it on Spotify um wherever t- title maybe i don't know i don't know how, what other places exist for music um but i would re- i highly recommend it um if you if you don't aren't ready to buy yet you can also watch the music videos on youtube um and they are fantastic the choreography and the speed at which they execute that choreography is amazing yeah so um i think that the baby metal is is best served visually and then you can kind of take in the audio aesthetic i think also if you have a chance to kind of dive into the band themselves and kind of see some interviews with them it's really interesting they're very talented for being so young um and like yui metal this is a spoiler i guess um is is just about to uh, or recently spun off into a solo career um but then they added in a bunch of extra um uh, a, bu- a bunch of extra backup dancers uh, known as the Avengers. So they're, they're, they're kind of um, building out the mythology of the baby metal verse. Does Disney know? Disney's very litigious. Um, nah, it's different. You, they don't have the monopoly on Avengers. You know, I think that I think it'll be fine. I think everything will be fine. Disney, I, 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 if you're listening, it's different. It's, it's at least 30% different. It's at least 30%. That's, yes there you go yeah that's the 
that's that's the concept you have to be at least 30 percent different in order for it to not be uh worthy of suing cut to disney hauling you into court to to parade you in front of the band as the person who tipped them off (laughs) to the copyright infringement well uh if that's the case let the record show that i said i'm sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm my bad i didn't know but it's all over the internet if i know it they for sure know it um so come in outside go in outside come in it means i'm sorry lex it's japanese for i'm sorry okay all right you got it i'm good good all right Okay, guys, thank you for joining us here on Missing Out. We missed you. We're glad to be back. Uh, I mean, well, I won't speak for Lex. Uh, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to glad to be able to talk with you guys again. Uh, I'm, I'm cool with it. I like, I like being here. Ooh, playing it cool. Look at him. He, uh, he was twiddling his thumbs and looking down into the side as he said it. So he's really like, he's just playing cool. He missed you. Like, like you, you can like tell. You. I like you. Mm-hmm. Um, but let us know what you thought about Baby Metal. You can do so on our Twitter at Missing Outcast. M I S S I N G O U T C A S T. Um, but you can also follow us on our personal social media. Lex, where can they find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Lex Michael. And you can find me at Tari J T A U R I J A Y. And uh, make sure that you check out Baby Metal. Make sure that you hit up them bangers while you're doing some exercise. Maybe it'll uh, keep you going longer than you thought, bro. Um, You can also do it while you're doing a sex. Um, Try it then. But it might be weird because they're like young people voices. So I negate that previous statement. Don't do it while you're doing a sex. Um, so <laughs> let us know the context in which you have listened to, uh, baby metal. Just send us a tweet being like, this is when I listen to baby metal and it'll be dope. Um, anyway, uh, until we talk to you next time, this has been the retrospective that's introspective. And now you have a new perspective. On that baby metal I'm sex time. so uncomfortable. Oh, baby. This is not a perspective I want. Ooh. Because right. it's my butthole? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get get out of here. <laughs>